Hi guys, and welcome back to episode four of Teen Talks. I'm your co-host Sierra, my pronouns are she, her, and... I'm your other co-host Sanvi, and I use she, her pronouns as well. And today we are back for our fourth episode of Teen Talks. All right, so our topic is mental health, which is such an important topic in my opinion to talk about. And so, yeah, so just to get started, to like start it going, um, how do you feel that the media portrays mental health? What is different ways negatively, positively that you think the media portrays mental health? Um, I guess I'll start. Um, the way media has been portraying mental health is like, there's some positives, but there's a lot of negatives in my opinion. Like they make it seem like as if like people who struggle with mental illness, there's like something wrong with them, especially like within like um, the black community, like there's something wrong with you. And then also I feel like there's a lot of romanticism of mental health, which gets on my nerves and makes it seem like oh, like, it's a trend to, like, go through mental illness and stuff, when in reality, it's, it's really not, if, if anything, it, like, it's so, like, it gets in the way of your daily life so much to the point where it's frustrating, so. I agree with what Sydney said, because I remember this, and I think this movie came out 2016, 2017, so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the movie Split, and basically it's about like the one guy, he has dissociative identity disorder. So then that movie was out for a little bit. And then I know there's this channel on YouTube called Dissociated and they basically broke down what it was really like to have DID and Split was a completely like different misconception. They just, the information wasn't accurately told. Even the actor who played the person with DID, he said, I didn't have a lot to work with. And they kind of just did what they had with what they had had and it wasn't the correct representation so I think it's media just really doesn't show what it's really like sometimes there's always going to be that fantasy of it and that's not the right way at all someone in my class did they did a presentation about like um the representation of mental health in the media and they they talked about Bojack Horseman and how that was like one of the most accurate like, I guess, representations of mental health, mental health that they've seen. And I think that, I think that what I like about Bojack Horseman or, you know, or something that I, I see that, that in, or like different from like 13 Reasons Why, for example, is that, I don't know, like, I think it goes back to like what Sydney was saying, like the romanticization of it. Like they'll, they'll, they, tr- they try to make it so important that this is what they're talking about. They're like, yes, we are going to tackle depression. We are going to talk about PTSD. And then they do it in like the most like, like, dramatized way possible instead of keeping it like instead of taking care with how it's shown and taking care with with what you know what what they're implying with the representation and and with how you know how it represents in the characters and stuff and yeah like what I find interesting is that we have all of this like quote-unquote representation of mental health and like the media but then it's still like taboo to talk about and it's still hard to like ask our friends like are like, are you okay? And it's hard for like parents to ask their child, are you okay? Um, And so that's what I find interesting. Like the whole, it just feels very, I want to say separated, like we're separated from it. Like we're, we're seeing it happen, but then we don't like see it happen in like 
the people around us or in ourselves or we like it just we don't pay attention to it we don't we don't recognize it as maybe I should like take a break or something and I think maybe I think I've definitely like um what's it called I think it's like burnout um I've definitely tried to like deal with that um so yeah I just have a question Nia really quick what is the mental illness issue or mental health problem like in Bojack Horseman yeah so I guess what I would say is that it, it like it, it doesn't it doesn't specifically even say like oh this character is dealing with anxiety this character is dealing with depression it just kind of like they're all kind of like coded or at least that's, that's I, I watched it but I didn't I, I'm not the most how do you say like I don't I don't have very I guess organized thoughts on it necessarily but I but what what my classmates said in their presentation was that it was like it, it they were very coded towards mental illness and they were going through similar patterns and when I watch like video essays about it they can connect it you know this is this is how abuse works this is how it can change your mindset this is an example of how PTSD is shown in this character without that being but like but in Bojack Horseman it was just like an out that's just how the character was growing it wasn't necessarily being like oh we're going to show you how you should deal with PTSD how you should deal with this it's just what the character is going through so it's like the character is the main like priority and the mental illness is just something about the character not the entire like purpose of the show or purpose of the tv show that's such a good point to kind of say how mental illness or mental health isn't just a person that's not just what a person is because I feel like a lot of times when we look at people, we're like, okay, like, you know, because we give people labels all the time. So we're like, okay, boy, girl, you know, tall, short. And then I feel like once some people get stamped with like the fact that they have depression or anxiety, they're just, they're put into this outcast box. And then that's all they are. They're just depression. They're just anxiety. They're just PTSD when they're just people that deal with things a little differently. I feel like with like, the media and just like social media like as big as it is it could affect like you a lot like for example from my experience like um I have like a diagnosis like I have mild depression but this is what it is but um there are times where like you can get on there and then you can start like comparing yourself to people and then it's just like this downward spiral from there and then, like, you start to, like, have, like, all these thoughts about yourself. And it's, like, at the same time, social media is very addicting, you know? So it's kind of hard to pull yourself from out of, like, that that rabbit hole. Like, hey, like, come on, like, get off of here for a little bit, you know? And it could, it could also affect people who doesn't suffer from mental health. Because, you know, people, like, can start comparing themselves, feeling insecure, and all this other type of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think what what Cindy was talking about, kind of just like that spiraling down the rabbit hole. I feel like sometimes for me, I use social media as an escape from like whatever I'm feeling. But then while I'm on social media, it like perpetuates that feeling. So it kind of just like goes in sort of a circle that is hard to escape. Yeah, I think that I I also agree with that. Like with like the spiral and like it kind of, like I don't know. Like once 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 you might go there to escape, but then once you're there, you kind of get like a little bit trapped. But also about like media and how it's like represented. I also think that like I don't know. I think that characters that are written correctly can be a sense of comfort. I think some shows, you know, if they're too realistic, can be like triggering in a sense. But I think that's why like the representation, like proper representation of 
like characters with mental illness in TV shows or movies, media in general is important because I think that like the problem with some like TV shows is that it's it's like, you know, it's not really written to be relatable to people who actually have it. It's maybe meant to educate or to make a point or like make a little bit of a political statement instead of trying to just, you know, write a relatable experience that maybe I can look at and I can, you know, understand a little bit more about myself or I can look at and just cry because I realize that's a, a similar situation that I was in like a month ago, you know? So I think in that sense, it can be comforting in when it's represented well. Yeah, I completely agree with you because there was some, um, there was some good representation. I'm not gonna lie. Like there were times where like I'd be watching a show and then they'd be representing a character who may like have like depression or anxiety. And like, in a sense, like even like, if it's to like a very small extent, I can somewhat connect with them and it could like kind of trigger an emotion in me. So I definitely think there are some positive aspects into the media. Like when you take the time to really like understand what it is and what it is not, and you find a good way to represent it, it could definitely like affect a person with mental who is suffering from mental a mental illness and even other people who, who aren't suffering, you know, to educate them and also to be relatable and be like, you're not alone in this, you know, you're not the only person going through this. Cause when you like suffer from a mental illness, it's it's so easy to feel like you're alone and feel like you're the only person in the world going through something and you feel crazy. But when you have like the media and like stuff like that that positively represents it, it, it makes you feel less alone about what you're going through is like okay this is a little bit more normal than what I think it was you know yeah and I think even what Sierra was saying like the the kind of connection between how it's like how mental illness is shown in tv shows versus the way that you might feel about it it's kind of like like how you how when characters are they're written with like their mental illness as their primary factor it can make you even feel more isolated and feel more estranged because you can think so that's all I am in this world all I am is like a person with mental illness and you know and I serve no other purpose to the plot to the character to the you know to to the message behind this tv show but when it's written the opposite way when you're a person then I think there's like that sort of relatability where you can see okay this character is still successful they're still normal and they also have mental illness and it's just another part of them just like it might just be a part of, of of you so I think that's yeah yeah so mental illness is definitely represented a lot and like everyone brought up there's a lot of positivity in how people are representing because people do feel alone and there is a lot of negativity and so what are some mental health stereotypes that you see are most commonly shown in tv shows like for me personally, I've seen a couple of shows where the most common mental health issue that I felt was represented was depression, which is a really important mental health issue. But the way it was re represented wasn't as ideal as it could have been. I think that it needed to be represented better and it needed to show like what actually happens when you're depressed and what the actual mindset is. And it just showed more of a stereotypical mindset that I think anyone who would hear the word depression would think that, oh, they're just sad and never happy when depression is that, but there's so much more to it as well. It just, I think one of the things that just comes off, it's just the fact of like, you like you have the show and it's like, it's good. And then they just put something in for diversity sake, you know, like the token black friend, you know, like, oh, we just need, you know, some racial equity equality so let's just throw them in there 
Uh, we'll get us. We'll get a supporting character, but like you know, she's like Asian. She's and we don't really care about her. She's just there to be there. So I think that's also with like mental illness too. Just slap. Oh, this character has um bulimia. That sucks for her. She has it, you know, because that's one of the things in Heather's too, in the movie and in the musical. Heather Duke has bulimia, and then Heather Chandler's like, she's like bulimia. So 1974. Bulimia is a real thing. Like I understand for musical sake, but that's not the best way to explain bulimia or to even be like, oh, well, it was just like a thing. It was a fad. Everyone was doing it. That's not what that is. These aren't fads. They don't end because a TV show ends and they don't end because people decide they just want to stop being depressed. Like you can't tell someone to stop being depressed when they can't stop their brain from just processing things or just thinking that way or getting into that like cocoon of just being not not them, but that that is them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And like one thing that I wanted to like piggyback on was with Sanmi said like, you know, the way because a lot of TV shows they represent depression a lot more than most mental illnesses, you know? Mm-hmm. And they always are like oh, it's just like, you know, they're sad all the time, you know, they cry a lot. And I'm like, well, yeah, but there's there's more to it, I guess. Because sometimes there's a, it's a lot of apathy. Like, you just feel empty, in a sense, you know? Like, you know, I guess, like, from my personal experience, like, mine isn't as bad as other people's, but it's more than just being sad all the time. It's just trying to motivate yourself to just, like, get on with the day, like, some days it may be hard to get out of bed and then you're just like because for me I try so hard to motivate myself like come on like get up like you gotta come on but then like I the more that like I stay up here the worse that it gets because my mind can turn into like my worst enemy in less than five seconds and then now I'm just stuck and I don't know what to do with myself so it's it's so hard to explain like trying to put it into words but it's so much more than just being sad all the time. It's just trying to like get on with the day while you feel like utter crap, so. Yeah, and I also think, I guess I guess two, two things kind of piggy, piggybacking off of that is that I think that the, like, especially like with depression, I think that the way that it's solved, it's, it kind of shows, you know, it's not just like, oh, a lazy, sad person, their friends just need to reach out and support them. Then they're happier and everything's better. I think that it, you know, because in, in one movie, I forget what it's called, what's it called? There's a, it's it's an anime movie on Netflix. It's on Netflix. A Silent Voice, I think is what it's called. The oh. representation of depression in that movie is, I, I, I found it very good um, because it showed how, you know, a person can be irritable and they can actually lash out on their friends and family. It's not always, you know, just like laziness, late lounging around. You can, you know, you, like it does, it does come across as negative. It does negatively impact your relationships sometimes. And, um, um, and then also it kind of goes like where like the romanticizing comes in. And also this goes back to when we were talking about split, but um, only the like, I guess the like easier to digest mental illnesses are kind of presented or the easy, easier to digest sides of that. Everyone can maybe understand being unmotivated, but not everyone understands maybe 
PTSD, not everybody understands schizophrenia, not everybody understands um, you know, other, other disorders that aren't really represented at all in the media. People with schizophrenia are almost always shown in like a violent, in a violent light. It's never really shown in, in a very like positive, normal everyday aspect, even though it's something that people are dealing with. And the negative sides of anxiety, of OCD, of depression are also not shown mm -hmm. in like a normal everyday light. They're seen in horror movies, it's, which is honestly like scary. Like imagine that's, you know, that's, that's the only way that you're seeing yourself represented is in horror movies as someone's like worst nightmare. And yeah. I think about, when you think about it in that light, it becomes even more important to like include like a, di a diversity of like mental illnesses in representation media. Now I completely agree with you, especially when it comes to like schizophrenia, like they make it seem like it's so evil. Like people are just like, you know, because I know someone who deals with schizophrenia personally and the way that it's represented in the media and just seeing that firsthand is it, it, really not like what it is, like the way they portray it. It's just like, you know, the main thing that I know about it is like they can't be around a lot of noise and they just like, I don't know, I still have to educate myself on it and whatnot. But even then, it's just, it's not the way that it's shown in the media. And then like, even like with OCD, for example, like they make it seem like, oh, they're just like, you know, really cute, clean people, you know, they're just really tidy. Like, no, it's like way more than that. Like, it's, a, it's um, what do you call it? It's just like, a, it's like a really bad anxiety disorder where you're overthinking like literally everything. And it could, it really like just takes over your life and whatnot. So I just feel like, when they do try to add diversity when it comes to mental illnesses, they portray it in the wrong way. And it just gives false information of what the mental illness actually is, you know? It sucks, especially when you're being portrayed as the villain. You know what I mean? Like, you're the bad guy. And then, like, you know, you have, like, your normal people, they're the heroes. And then, like, this person with the mental illness is just, like, like, they're bad, but that's not how it is in... It's weird. Also, too, like OCD. I agree with what Sydney said. Like people don't understand. Like, oh, like each line needs to be perfect. No, like they don't understand. Like everything has to be like this thing has to be perfectly straight. Like people cannot go on with their day unless everything is like perfectly aligned in order. Like, it's it's not a cute thing to be like. And I remember back in middle school, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, I have OCD." And we didn't really understand how like bad that was to say without holding like the weight of those words. And then when you get older, it's like you kind of understand just a little bit more, but not all the way because it's kind of, it's not yours to claim to say I have this when you don't. Like I know another thing too is that ADHD, it's found commonly in females, but a lot of females don't get tested because a lot of them are just seen as, you know, loud and quirky and like, um yeah definitely I feel like like even now like I know people who who still say like oh my god I have OCD and I think that I'm wondering how the media like it's like the way it bleeds into how people normalize or not normalize certain things but how like they they talk about it and they treat it as sort of like um just like I don't know like a joke or like a quirky thing to say and I think that's it's just it's just really like um and I'm, I'm, and just going back to what you said, Sierra, about like this whole idea of villain versus 
um, good person, hero versus villain, that type of like false dichotomy that exists when we talk about like mental illness. Um, and I think we really need to like fall out of these like binaries that kind of hold these stereotypes together and then perpetuate um, how we talk about mental illness, how we perceive it as like a joke. But then when we ha see someone who actually has OCD, we don't want to have a conversation with them. Because there was that one movie, um, it was it was about the, the old like veteran who was blind. Um, not Hush, but it was like, the name's escaping me. If anyone wants to say it, please say it. Um, but yeah, he was a veteran and these three like teenagers were coming in into the house to steal from him. And throughout the movie, we follow the teenagers, but like we have to kind of realize they're the villains, even though like they're going up against like in this opposing force. And then like halfway through to the end of the movie, they find a way to make the guy who's blind, who disabled, who got his house broken into the bad guy. But they broke into his house. And mind you, he's an elderly man too. And he served the country. So we just had to find a way to make the disabled person somehow the bad guy through all of this, even though they most definitely broke into his house. Yeah, but it doesn't really add up if you ask me. Yeah, like I completely agree with you because what well, it was it was called Don't Breathe, and I remember watching it and they were Thank just you. making like this disabled man who served in the war and then he's blind and he most likely has PTSD because you know you went a war and then you're blind and then you have like three kids breaking your house, you're going to fear for your, you're going to defend yourself because like you got to do all, you have to take the means necessary to, to protect yourself. And it, it made me mad how they were making this man the bad guy. And the whole time while watching the movie, I'm like, but they broke into his house. And I just kept saying like, but you broke into this house. What do you expect him to do? Like, of course he's going to like take the means necessary to protect himself. Even if it means killing you, like that's what you get. You broke into his house. And like, also, another thing that Sierra said, like, a while back about, like, you know, being in middle school, like, and being like, I have OCD, oh my gosh, like, I have depression, I have anxiety, and, like, I understand, you know, like, we're young, we don't know the power of our words yet until we get older, and we're like, oh, that was a little bit, you know, extreme, because even though, like, even I, like, said some stuff like that, like, oh, I have OCD, but then as I got older, I kind of caught myself and was like, well, that's like, you know, you shouldn't be taking ownership of something that like you don't have, you know, whereas mm -hmm. someone who has to deal with that every day, because think, believe it or not, like no one wants to deal with OCD. No one wants to be depressed. Like no one wants to deal with all that. Like it's not a quirk or anything like that. It's just, it's something that you have to learn how to deal with and how to cope with. And people with depression and anxiety and OCD and just any other mental illness no one wants to deal with that, you know, because it just gets in the way of living. And like, you know, like I don't have anxiety or anything like that, but I find myself overthinking like all the time, like overthinking every little situation. And sometimes I just wish that I could like just go with the flow with things and just learn to like not be so in control of everything. Like, you know, and some people make it seem like it's a quirk when it's really not like it's frustrating. So I, I noticed that a lot of people, um, everyone here was saying that representation is like, it's the main word. And whether mental health is represented, I noticed personally that it's represented to limited amounts. And like Sierra brought in, it's usually because they want that authenticity. 
they want that extra character there. Um, so in modern day, besides mental health, uh, uh, sorry, my bad. In modern day, besides like movies and entertainment sources, do you feel that like in your personal lives, within your friend groups, your parents, your family members, do you feel that mental health is stigmatized as something positive to talk about or negative? And then adding on to that, I know therapy is a very important um, way of dealing with mental health. And a lot of families stereotype that as something negative, something that only people with real issues or like quote bad people need when that's not the case. So what do you feel in your modern day lives outside of media, how do you feel mental health is stigmatized? I feel like in in like, um, I don't want to say it's taken like too too lightly, but too seriously at the same time. But I think that I think in, again, like I feel like it parallels with how it is in the media because I think you either see this romanticization or this like villainization when in reality mental illness isn't a good quality or a bad quality. It's just something that it that presents itself in different ways, right? So I think that in in like in my life anyway, I feel like people don't really like they they care about it to like a certain extent. You know, they they'll they'll like I, I just see like the same people who post like infographics on their stories like, oh, like how to help your friend with depression or how to do X, Y, and Z. And then they and it's like they don't really take it to heart or they don't really like they don't really implement those actions, you know. And I think that it's like in a classroom environment, people are like, oh yeah, you can talk to me anytime, talk to the teacher, or like, oh, this is an open classroom, whatever, like a space for like mental health awareness la, la 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 but then nobody is like I don't know people aren't really necessarily accepting of everything that goes along with mental illness and they're not especially the more like negative things or the things that are, are like more leaning towards the negative side people aren't as willing to accept those or to talk about those like I've heard stress be talked about in a classroom I've heard about you know I've heard about you know, procrastination or laziness being talked in the classroom, not wanting to get out of bed. I haven't heard suicide mentioned in my classroom, suicidal thoughts, um, irritation, you know, acting out, aggressiveness, none of that in, in, in discussions, in classroom discussions among my peers, anyone who's even saying they're like, oh, let's talk about mental health. Those things are never really brought up, I think. So I think it's very kind of one-sided. Yeah, I agree with you. Like in my personal life, like uh, fortunately, I have a family that's like very supportive of me and you know they just do the best that they can but then also there's like like I said there's like the stigma in the black community and also kind of like I'm a Christian so there's like some spiritual stuff in there where like you know if somebody were like let's say like you know someone's like oh I'm struggling like with my depression right now so I'm just kind of having like hard like week hard two weeks or whatever they just be like oh you know you just you know remember like pray about it do what you need to do you know just lean on God and you're gonna be all right and it's like okay but like yes you know do what you need to do to like cope with it but at the same time you got to take like the physical steps as well you know whereas like maybe it's reaching out to someone or like trying to like you know like do like a favorite activity of yours or like going to therapy or something like that and also with the whole therapy thing I feel like because there was this one time I was in my class and we were talking about therapy and like a couple people were just like oh my gosh I'll go to therapy like what's wrong with y'all I'm like there is nothing wrong with going to therapy honestly if you think about it we all need therapy 
mental illness or not because we just need someone to talk to like i think therapy is a very like it's it's taken it's put in like this negative light when it's really not the case like because i've been in therapy a couple times i've been in group therapy which i really love because i love talking to other people who can kind of understand like to an extent of what i'm going through so i feel like therapy isn't like talked about enough like people make it seem like this oh only like you know insane crazy people have to go there like no like even if you don't deal with anything like therapy is a very good thing to go to I think therapy is very like resourceful you know so um yeah I guess I just think that like when um when my mom when, when my Lolo passed away um a lot of us like my whole family we were kind of like in this place and I was like talking to my dad um and talking to my mom and my sister and they all were like kind of dealing with this in like a different way and then for me I guess it was just like how do you like everybody has a certain like level of of things in their lives and then when something new comes in um then it kind of changes that um so I guess kind of just going back to like being open and being able to talk about like something that happened I don't know where I'm trying to get at but um just like how do you talk about uncomfortable things um and how do you kind of be vulnerable with people and I think that's what I'm trying to get at how do you like be vulnerable with a group of people and talk about something that you're kind of dealing with in your own way and you kind of have your own timeline as well not everybody is like linear sometimes like you'll be fine and then like like one time I was in a I was in a zoom meeting and I started talking about this and I just like broke down um but like if like a week before a week after um he passed away like I didn't like I didn't I wasn't really like processing it so um yeah I guess people just go through different things in different ways and there's like it's not like a, a steady um like like that it's it's more rickety and I think that um like I'm going back to um like in freshman year we did like this health class and we talked about um we talked about depression and, and suicide for like a day and that's it like and then for the rest we talked about like what you should have on your like plate whether it's like fruit fruits veggies and then we like read stuff in a textbook but we didn't have enough conversations about it but then we would have like like a written like paper it was like we need to like actually like talk about this and kind of like talk with each other about this and be vulnerable with each other and I think that's what we're missing when we have discussions about mental health we need to be open and vulnerable and we need to be able to like see each other and talk to each other and also just like reflect back onto ourselves and I think once you make these small discussions especially starting out small people you know and then expanding that outwards that's probably one of the best ways to start be more comfortable if you implement it yourself if you're doing that and I think with what Zoe said her statement what she talked about is an amazing way to end this episode on mental health um I would like to say thank you guys for watching thank you to everyone right here Sydney, Nia, Zoe, Sandy, 
everyone came up and they really kind of shared a part of themselves or what they felt. So I think mental health, you can never just deal with. And especially you can't tackle it, especially not in these 30, 40 minutes that we have. But this is just a small snippet into kind of, I guess, the world of mental health from different people, from different standpoints. So thank you guys for watching. And you guys can just plug yourself, Sydney, if you want to start. Sure. So I'm Sydney. Um, I live in the Houston area of Texas. I'm 17 years old. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter. I just released my debut single back in August. It's called Somewhere. Go check it out. Um, it's on all platforms. Um, my artist name is Sydney Brian, but you can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram, which is at Sidbri, where um, the link to my music is. So you can definitely like find me there, and hopefully my music helps you. So. Mia, you want to plug yourself next? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm Mia. Uh, I live in I live in Kingston, Jamaica, um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mia Muker. Um, and you should also check out Plantain Republic, which is an artistic activism blog, um, which features artwork of all kinds by um, Black Indigenous women of color. And you should submit your work or just follow along on our Instagram page or our website to um, see the work that we have. Zoe15 uh, Bay Area, and uh, you can follow me at zoe.serato on Instagram, and you can also follow, follow Bayanian Youth, which is the youth group of um, Filipino Advocates for Justice, which is based in the East Bay. Thank you all so much, and we hope you have an amazing day, and y'all just made this amazing. So thank y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at teentalks.teen. And hey, don't forget to check out all our other episodes streaming now on Spotify and YouTube.